We're going to continue our Bridgewater College football talk and talk to Kyle Perky, the linebackers coach and special teams coordinator. Coach Perky, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. We'll get you a good meal here in a second. But uh, Sounds good. You know, talk about uh, – I, I want to start I, – I, I can't get the fake pun out of my head. He okay. said there's a great story to this, so let's start with that. Definitely how did that all come about? Definitely an interesting story. So, uh, you know, we had run the fake pun against Wesleyan actually the year before um, with Tucker Harris, one of our other defensive linemen. Um, he just happened to be on the other side of the formation, so we ran it <laughs> to the other side. And so, you know, just noticing how they lined up, you know, they were kind of going unbalanced to one side. And, and throughout the week, you know, I always check with Coach Lem, hey, you know, is this something that we want to do this week or are we going to hold on to it? You know, and, and he said, yeah, you know, if we get the look, we can run it. You know, and so it's a little bit of a semantics deal, I guess, in the meeting <laughs> with the players of, you know, it's an alert. You know, if we if I call this alert and we get the look, then we'll run it. And I told them, hey, Coach Lem gave us the green light to run the play, meaning that the alert's in the game plan, not if you see this at any time, you can run it. And uh, so there's a little bit of a misunderstanding there. <laughs> uh, but I think the great thing about it is, you know, our players knew exactly what they were looking for. Um, they made a decision and they executed you know, so I'm watching the whole thing from the sideline thinking, you know, what the heck just happened? The whole team's celebrating. I'm, I'm confused, so you, but I'm also happy. So it actually wasn't supposed to be run. This was not called. Okay. You know, uh, they saw the look. It just so happened. You know, and actually it was a point we made later um, in the week. Wesleyan actually only had 10 people on the field. Um, and so if they would have had 11, we wouldn't have had the look because uh, they would have been balanced. <laughs> and so – you know, we, we ended up benefiting from a little bit of their lack of preparation there. Um, but it was a point that we made later in the week because we also had a snap where we only had 10 people on the Did field. Did you really? You know, and so I asked him, hey, you know, what does this look like? You know, and everybody knows what it's look, when it looks like to be unprepared. And I said, you know, keep that in mind because I'm going to show you a clip here in a couple seconds <laughs> of us. Right. You know? And so we're always finding ways to, to keep an edge on our guys, you know. I guess good on your guys to, to recognize it and, and be For like, sure. okay, this yeah. is this well, is and special teams, especially on our punt team. Like, you got to put the most trustworthy people back there <laughs> and the guys that understand uh, the situations and, and usually older guys. And so uh, between Tristan, Gordon, uh, Tucker Harris, and Preston Turner, like all very trustworthy guys, right. and, and they exit, executed to a T. And, and just like everybody up front, I mean. That whole unit is guys that I, I would I would put my you know money on to execute in a big situation. Why do you have to have the most? The tr why do you have to have the most trustworthy people on, <laughs> on that unit? Well, it's a statistic I tell our guys every <laughs> week. You know, if if you uh, if you allow a blocked punt, uh, eighty percent chance you're going to lose the game, and vice versa. Obviously, if you block one, it's an eighty percent chance you're going to win. So everybody talks about hearing that double thump. You know, the the hands hitting the ball and the ball hitting the ground and it's a terrible sound if you're the one uh, <laughs> right. on the punt team. It's a great sound if you're on the other side. And so we got to have guys that, you know, understand the importance of it and, and are not going to allow that to happen, obviously, for us. We're talking to Cal Perky again. He's a special teams coordinator, linebackers coach at Bridgewater College. They get set for Shenandoah coming up this weekend. And I want to talk about your backers, but let's stick with – with the special teams right now. Is this your second year kind of coordinating the special teams? Yeah, second year as the full coordinator. Uh, coach Lem's first season, me and uh, Craig Smith, okay. our receivers coach at the time, kind of split duties. Um, so I took uh, more of the uh, defensive units, punt and kickoff, and then he took kickoff return and punt return. 
You know, we were just talking with Coach Lum just about having pride in the special teams and it can win you or lose you a football game. I'm guessing now as you run this unit, I mean, you take a ton of pride in in trying to make it the best it can be. For sure. And that's, I think, the constant battle that you fight is making it as important to everybody else as it is to you. Sure. You know, obviously my name's on it, um, so it has to be important. Uh, but it can be a, you know, a forgotten part of the game and a little bit underrated. And I think in the wrong program, uh, guys don't care about it. You know, it's something that, you know, younger guys only or, you know, quote unquote backup players. And, right. and for us, like, you know, since I took over and really before, because Coach Clark was our special teams coordinator when he was the head coach, it was something that was super important and our best players were out there making plays. And that's continued and, and, it, and it has to continue for us to reach our goals. It's kind of changed over the years, hasn't it? I mean, putting some of your starters and best players on special teams to make them as good as you can? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's – it depends on what program you're in. Right. You know, I've been a part of programs where, you know, from a number standpoint, you, you couldn't use those top-line guys because <laughs> sure. you really didn't have anybody else. Right. Uh, if they got hurt. and we're, we're very fortunate to have a lot of good football players. And so even if it's not quote-unquote a starter, I know I'm always putting a really good football player out there on the field. And, you know, I tell our guys, you know, particularly our, our leaders that are on special teams, you know, they have tough jobs. They're, they're very difficult jobs on special teams. You know, Preston Turner, yeah, he gets a lot of love for a 71-yard fake, <laughs> but he's also standing in there eight yards deep letting somebody run at him full speed and, and basically run down his face mask. And that's not something a lot of people want to sign up for. Right. And I just tell them, you know, if you can't do it, who can you know, you're the, you're the guy that we pick because you're the best man for it, and, and so let's roll. And uh, that that's what we believe. You know, we're talking to Cal Perky again, the special teams coordinator at Bridgewater College. Talk about your, your specialists, your kicker, your punter, um, Alex and, and, and Jackson are, are those guys. Talk about the, those guys and how they've kind of develop, developed yeah. for you. Yeah, not to forget Blake Ashley, our long snapper. <laughs> that's He's right. critical as well. Um, you know, starting with Jack, uh, Jack's been really good for us for a few years. He's very consistent. Um, very professional about what he does. I mean, he, he's serious. You know, if, if he misses a kick, he knows exactly uh, what he did wrong and how he needs to correct it. Um, you know, and those guys, him and Alex, like, they, they help me learn, you know, because sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not the, uh, the special guru <laughs> or anything. I didn't grow up kicking and punting. Right. Uh, so I learned from them probably more so than they learned from me. And I told those guys when I took over, like, you know, you tell me what you're comfortable with, and I'm going to develop the schemes to enhance what you do well you know if it's something that if there's a kick that you feel like you know i I don't really like this we're not going to build a scheme around that it doesn't make sense because i can't tell you how to do it better and so that's something that i really lean on those guys for hey what do you like what are you comfortable with alex is really good during the game about telling me based off hey what side we're kicking to would he rather kick it like this would he rather kick it like that you know alex is somebody this is his first year as a starting punter you know, kind of started rocky because we didn't have Blake for the first couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and on the, on the kicks that we've been able to have great execution as far as our operation snap to kick, uh, he's been just as good, if not better, than we have with Garrett Graves, who is an All-American. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see that unit continue to develop, especially with those guys back there. How about your return game so far? Obviously, Brendan Robinson's done a great job um, and kickoff return, averaging almost 26 yards for return. He's on an 82-yard touchdown. But uh, do you like how your guys have been able to return? The, that I guess, and it's not just those guys. It's yeah. the unit, too, the blocking for those for guys. Sure. Yeah, it, I mean, Brendan's a dynamic uh, dude back there catching the ball. Um, what we found so far this season is not a lot of people want to kick it to him. Um, so, you know, the next step as a coordinator is always figuring out how can we – 
force them to kick the ball to him or honestly trusting the guys that we have back there to catch the ball if they're not going to kick it to him. So guys like Vionte Tucker, who has an extensive history here of being a successful return guy, um, you know, having some stuff in there where if they're going to sky kick, we can get dangerous people catching the ball still. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're dynamic. I mean, Brendan's a guy that even if we don't block it perfectly – he, he's he's never tackled by the first guy, you know, and he's going to break at least one tackle, if not two, three, um, and he's a threat every time he catches the ball. And then Tate Leach at our punt return, you know, he's been very, very trustworthy as far as catching the ball. That's the first thing you That's a do. big deal, too. We talk about it, one of our four yeah. core values on special teams, possess the football. If they're going to kick it to us, we've got to make sure <laughs> at, at the very That's least right. we're going to give the ball to the offense after this play. And he's been great about saving us yardage too, you know, catching the ball, not letting it bounce. That's hidden yardage that doesn't show up in the stat book. Right. Uh, but he's also somebody that, you know, he, we were one block away from him potentially housing a punt return la- last week. And uh, he's going to have that opportunity going forward, and I know he's going to execute. How about your coverage teams? Obviously that's a big part of it too. Have you been happy with, with what those guys have done? Yeah, you know, we can always get better. The, the thing – You know, we always talk to those guys about, especially on the kickoff unit, because we haven't had to cover any kicks on punt yet. Uh, We've either forced a fair catch or the ball is bounced and they haven't fielded it. So it's been easy there. Uh, But kickoff. (laughs) Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, knock on wood. Um, With kickoff, man, we put guys on there and we tell them, hey, no seat belt, cut it loose, all right, and somebody behind you is going to fix you. You know, make make the ball run sideways, eliminate the vertical return. And we've had some, some really awesome players out there make, make some great plays in all different types of guys. Freshmen, you know, a couple freshmen, Jamari Lewis, Kyle Galloway that run down there for us. Uh, juniors, uh, Jared Nichols, kind of our cleanup guy on that unit. And then we got some older guys uh, like Derek Jenkins, one of our, you know, super senior receivers that I think that might be one of his favorite parts of game day games <laughs> to run down there on our hit squad unit. Good for him. You need guys like that. 100%. Yeah. You know, it, it's a tone setter. If it's important to him, the other guys look and say, you yeah. know what, this is important. No doubt. We're talking to Kyle Perky, special teams coordinator and also linebackers coach at Bridgewater College. He gets set for Shenandoah coming up this week. And how about your linebacking room? Obviously, we, we know a lot about Aaron Nice. T.J. Lowry's played well for you so far. But yeah. uh, how, how about that group? You been happy with them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, always room to improve. You know, we're, we're always trying to find ways to get better. Um, one thing I'm really proud with those guys is just from a mental standpoint, you know, at, at, at this juncture, this being my fifth year defensively, this is probably the most that we've asked of our linebackers uh, just to handle from a scheme standpoint, coverage, pressure, fronts. And we don't make a lot of mental errors. Um, we'll make some t- technique errors. That's part of the game. You can live with that, can't yeah, you? Yeah, we'll live with that. Yeah. Uh, and we, we play hard. We play really hard. And those guys know from the day that they get in our room, that that's the thing that's most important to me, being, being relentless with our effort. I know there's coaches out there that say, you know, I'm not going to coach effort. You know, that's a waste of time. I'm, I'm you know, above that. I'm not, <laughs> you know, because if you don't talk about it. That's why you're the hype man. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't talk about it, eventually that, that'll show up. I, you know, yeah, somebody will take a playoff. And our guys don't in our unit. Um, and I'm just proud of those guys, especially the older guys like T.J. Lowry, Jalen Matthews, Zach Kohler that didn't play a lot their freshman, sophomore year and even had to rotate a lot their junior year, you know, they, they didn't – they stuck with it. And we talk about in our program uh, wanting finishers, and that, that looks a lot of different ways. Th- those guys are finishers today mm-hmm. because they had to battle through a lot of different things, especially their, their freshman year being COVID, you know, not knowing what things were going to look like. And 
they saw it to the end, and, and they're going to reap the rewards this season for sure. It's got to make you proud as a coach to see guys like that just work and work and not yeah. get the reps that they want, but but continue to battle it. And now 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 they're now it's paying off for them. One hundred percent. I I mean I have a special relationship with all those guys. Every, everybody in our unit. I mean. I, when I started at Bridgewater, I lived in a little house uh, that I rented from the school that was right across from our rec center. And so, uh, like Coach Lem said, we had a we had an older linebacker unit at that point. Uh, it was four seniors, and then uh, Dustin Green, one of our assistant coaches, was a junior that started for us. So I had those five guys over my house every Friday. Um, and eventually I, I moved to a different house out in Fort Defiance, and now we have a big yard <laughs> and a lot more space. So I have about – between 18 to 20 of, of the linebackers nice. at my house every Friday night. and It's just awesome because we have a relationship that extends beyond the field. And it's more than you, football. Yeah, it? when you execute yeah. on the field, it, it means that much more because you know there's, there's a lot behind that. John Cal Perky again, linebackers coach, special teams coordinator at Bridgewater College. And how about your relationship with, with Coach Giancola? And, and I'm sure that, that has grown over the years, yeah. but now you guys have been together for a while and kind of I'm, I'm guessing you kind of bounce things back and forth yeah. and know each it's, other very well. It's kind of scary sometimes. <laughs> uh, we know exactly what the other one's thinking. It really is scary. Um, and I feel like the other coaches, Coach Green and Coach Rich, because uh, they're they're early in their career, sometimes they just look at us and they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and there's a telepathic thing between me and G. Um, but it's a special relationship, yeah. and it's not just football. I mean, you know, he's gone through a lot of things over the last five years. I've gone through a lot of things over the last five years, and we've been able to lean on each other through a lot of that stuff. And so it's a it's a relationship that I cherish, not just professionally but personally. And he, he's, he's helped me become a better coach and, and prepare me for the opportunity one day to be a coordinator, and I can't thank him enough. Yeah, no doubt. You know, talk about your journey to get to Bridgewater. Again, you graduated from JMU, right? Yep. And then you were, you were helping out for, yeah, for a year so or two? Yeah, so I have a pretty weird journey, I would say. <laughs> I, I was a student assistant, so I never played college football. I played in high school, didn't play college football. Uh, at some point in my college career, I realized, you know what, I really miss being a part of a team. And uh, I love football, so I'm going to try to get into coaching. So my, my junior and senior year, I was a filmer for the football team. Um, and my senior year, I did a practicum where I was allowed to sit in the quarterback's meetings. Coach Durden, who's actually uh, one of Coach Lem's coach, I, allowed me to sit in the quarterback's meetings. So I was kind of soaking things up there and uh, volunteered at Stevenson University after my senior year uh, in Owens Mills, Maryland. So I was commuting from home. Um, went back to JMU in 2014 as an intern. That was Coach Withers' first season. Uh, and that was that really opened my eyes up to hey this is what college football is like. <laughs> uh, it was it was a lot of work. It was it was an awesome experience. I learned from some great guys. Parker Fleming was a special teams coordinator at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the special teams coordinator at Ohio State now. And I mean a lot of the things that I learned and that we do on special teams I can credit to him. Um, you know and then uh, ended up you know I was in a rush. I really wanted to coach. I didn't want to be the intern. Didn't want to be the data guy. And so I took a. Uh, actually a part-time job at McDaniel College in Westminster, Maryland, to be the running backs coach because I got to coach and have my own room. Right. And ended up becoming a graduate assistant there, spent two and a half seasons at, at McDaniel, uh, went back to McDaniel. I'd already fin- finished my first master's, started my second master's at JMU as a GA, and I was the video coordinator, and I did some analyst stuff uh, for Coach Houston his second year. Um, and then it so you were grinding, got man. in a rush <laughs> again, wanted to coach again, and uh, – Interviewed at Maine Maritime Academy, D3 school uh, up in Castine, Maine, okay. and I was offered the job. I looked at my wife, and I said, what should I do? She said, you should take it. 
And uh, so I, I went up to Maine, lived in a trailer in the woods for about seven months <laughs> by myself. And, uh, and that was kind of the step that led me to Bridgewater. Um, so it, it, was, it was a wild journey, but it, every step was worth it. And I learned a ton. And wow. it, it was really cool. I love hearing the journey on how you get to where you're at because yeah. everybody's is different. Yeah, and mine, yours is a lot different. Definitely different for sure. How was Maine? Uh, it was awesome. I love Maine. I always uh, talk to my beautiful. wife Jess about going back just to visit, um, especially in the summer. You know, I avoided the worst part. I got yeah, out in right. January. <laughs> you know, I forgot to bring a snow shovel. I was there for one snowstorm, and I had to uh, shovel my driveway with a a broom <laughs> and, a, and a basket. So I was. <laughs> That shows you that my wife wasn't there because I wouldn't have been doing that yeah, if she was that's there. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was awesome, man. And I, I can't wait to go back just to visit Acadia National Park. It's, it's a beautiful state. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. And your time at Bridgewater, it seems like it's oh, gone man. very well and you've loved it. It's awesome. This, yeah. I mean, this is home. You know, um, it's just crazy how things happen, relationships. Uh, when I was with Coach Houston and Coach Trott, uh, I met Rob Everett, uh, who's an analyst at Wisconsin, was a DC here at Bridgewater at the time. And I was the tech guy, so I was in the room to make sure the technology was good. <laughs> so it was a brief meeting with Rob. And then uh, when Rob had the opportunity to move to the AFL, uh, I just slid in his DMs, honestly, and said, hey, what are they going to do with your job? And he said, well, I think they're going to promote Mike Giancola to DC, but would you be interested in linebackers? And I was like, absolutely, because I couldn't wait to get back home. And, you know, I wanted to be a part of a great program like they have here at Bridgewater. Yeah. And, um, it's been awesome. Working for Coach Clark initially, I mean, can't say enough about him. I mean, people around our program call him the GOAT for a reason. Yeah. I mean, he is a great man, much better than he is a football coach, and he's a great football coach. And working for Coach Lamb, it's just been the same. I mean, this is a program that people really care about each other. and. The best thing is we have everything we need. You know, I've had aspirations of being a Division One coach before, but being in this program, I get to win. I get to be around great people. I get to have time with my family. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, I, I couldn't be more blessed. Do you want to be a head coach at some point in time? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, initially, if you would have asked me that three years ago, I'd have been like, I don't know. You know, I, I really love the football side of it, the X's sure. and O's and the scheme stuff. and. Coach Lamb has to deal with a lot of other things. It can be a big headache things. at times. Yeah, there's a lot of administrative and, and fires that need to be put out. But um, you getting to coach everybody, and I think that's one thing that special teams prepared, has prepared me for in the yeah, future of true. being a head coach is just developing those relationships and becoming more of the guy that, hey, here's the message for the team, coaching the coaches and getting guys ready. It's something I'm interested in in the future. Pro you know, probably not in the immediate future, but right. definitely preparing for that opportunity if it ever can. A lot of special teams coordinators become head coaches because of what you're talking about. Right. So. Yeah, uh, I'm a Ravens fan. John, John I was going to say Harbaugh. Big, big inspiration Belichick for me. was one too. I mean, and a lot of those. Honestly, like, hey, you know, if I ever were to become a head coach, I would be a special teams coordinator just like Coach Clark because I think, you know, the importance of being able to coach everybody and having kind of during game day, you know, special teams is the connector of everything, you know, because you're always it kicking is. between yeah, plays right. and being engaged in the game. And I think that's a big thing that's helped with Coach Lem uh, running our scout teams is they know it's important because the head coach is coaching sure. our yellow teams. And so we get a really good look. Um, and so, yeah, that's – 
it's, it's definitely been something that I think if I ever got the opportunity, it would definitely help. We're talking to Kyle Perkeegan, special teams coordinator, linebacker coach at Bridgewater College for a couple more minutes. They play at Shenandoah this week, and I went talking to Coach Lim about Shenandoah. You know, what do you see offensively out of these guys? He mentioned their quarterback, and when there's a quarterback that is a dual threat, boy, that makes it a challenge for a defense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and so we played a, a real dual threat um, our first game against Susquehanna, and, you know, frankly, his legs hurt us a little bit, and so that's something we focused on in practice, and it, it all starts with the pass rush and your pass rush lanes, um, you know, not getting too far up the field on the edges uh, and letting him escape out of B-gap. That's typically where quarterbacks love to escape out of. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all about keeping the pressure in front of him and keeping him in the pocket, making sure that he, he feels like, hey, I'm going to throw the ball from in here because uh, it's a lot easier to contain him from in there versus the open field. Yeah, no doubt. Should be fun this week. Coach Perky, great to meet Appreciate you. you. I 